The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, El Robles. Hey, how's it going, guys? All right. Episode 54. I mean, we're basically a linebacker numbers. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know any of those. So I'm going to let you feel that one, sir. I'm not. This this is a soccer soccer (laughs) podcast, Edward. Um, but fun fact, I did, I did do fourth and four, um, NFL season kicked off, uh, this past week. Um, Texans managed to win a game, but it was a Jaguar. So it's really nothing worth bragging about. Um, but yeah, no, so they, so I'm, I'm basically going to be part of unhinges football show fourth and four. I won't be actually in the live discussions with them. Maybe if I just happen to have a day off on Sunday, maybe I could do it. But uh, essentially, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Rob Riggle. I don't know if you know that if you get that reference, Edward. Rob Riggle? No, I don't. Care to explain? Okay, so do you know who Rob Riggle is? If I I could lie my way and say yes, I do, but please tell me what it is. Okay, he was a, he was a captain on a on boat cruise. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh... Uh, on the, the office that, episode, yeah, the actor, the actor that that, yeah, that played yeah, the yeah, captain, yeah. that's Rob Riggle, the, the, the one that stopped. Uh, what was it? Step Brothers. Wow. Yeah, he, that, there you go. Ah. The, Cat, the Catalina uh, wine mixer guy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So yeah, he uh, for so for NFL on Fox, they they have him kind of like since he's a comedian, he does like a little segment where he does some like has like a little bit and then mentions like who's his lock and who's his uh. His upset for the game, like you know, his his picks, his his two big picks for that game. So essentially, that's what I'm doing with four and four. 
Um, I think it's just because uh, they asked me if I wanted to do it, and I, I said okay. Funny enough, Rob Riggle is a comedian, but he was also he's an officer in the Marine Corps. So <laughs> weird, weird connection there. Kind of weird, but all right. But yeah, so I did uh I did my little skit, which involved me initially wearing a soccer jersey, not knowing what the National Football League was, and then. <laughs> And then uh, came in wearing a Deshaun Watson jersey, and obviously that that's awkward. Uh, <laughs> and, and so yeah, so I went off yeah. and did my little. And, and hey, I'm actually happy. My 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 picks were good. My my locks, my uh my lock of the game of the week was good, and my upset was good. Even though technically that wasn't an upset, I, I'll give it, it in Zach. Zach, I know in my defense, that's not really the Philadelphia Eagles over the Atlanta Falcons isn't really an upset. It was just hard to pick an upset because all the upsets looked really, really unwelcoming. <laughs> so I just took the easy one. I'll be more, I'll be more uh, riskier with the upset picks uh, from here on out. But, but yeah, no. So it, it was fun. Um, hopefully, four and four. Uh, uh, I could keep. Uh, now I got to start being more creative with these kits now. So we'll see how oh, this. Yeah. We'll see how this goes, man. But but yeah, no, I'm really excited um, with that. Just because you know. You know, I'm more than just a soccer guy. I mean, I you know, soccer is the game. This is the game I love. This is the game I'm passionate about. You know, obviously, you guys hear it every single week about how much I love this game. But everyone can tell you, like, I like football. I love you know baseball. I love you know you know all the other sports. I actually do enjoy uh, a lot of sports. So I, I, it's just I chose to do a soccer podcast because I love soccer, and that's the one thing me and I were really good at talking about. Yeah. I mean, we could probably do like an office podcast or. Or like a Futurama? Would you say Futurama? No, yeah, we would have to rewatch the whole series again just to make sure that we actually. I mean, I wouldn't be against together. it. <laughs> I wouldn't be against I'm not that. No, <laughs> a South Park podcast. I just, I just wonder how many how many people would actually listen to our you know, podcast. I, I, just I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, like, because I'm you know I'm I'm currently watching Futurama. I think that's why that was the mm-hmm. first thing that came out of my head. Um, yeah, the seasons when they went to Comedy Central, I'm not necessarily a fan of. Mm. I mean, it's it's funny, like it's entertaining, but I think it's just because like it goes against what was going on, you know, when they were with Fox. Like some things, like they changed some things up. I didn't uh, like I, little things that I noticed. I think you wouldn't notice it unless you were watching it. Like you, you were binge watching Futurama, and you're like, "Hey, wait a minute, this is a little bit off." Like, you know, like Lila wouldn't do this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was yeah. kind of, so that's kind of like how I feel. Like it's still entertaining, but it's, it's I don't know. Um, it's just not the same. I might end up watching Breaking Bad um, after I'm done watching Futurama, just because. Well, Breaking Bad's pretty badass. So, <laughs> um, or or Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know. I don't think uh-huh. I'm. Well, I mean, I'm actually probably going to watch. They both Breaking have Brian. Cran- they both got Brian Cranston in it. So I mean, <laughs> maybe I just want to watch something that has Brian Cranston. <laughs> you know who Brian Cranston is, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. You're white. Yeah. You're, you 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 were really quiet there. So I, usually when you're really quiet, you're just like, oh, you got some static going on there. Uh oh, you good? I mean. Yeah, I'm good. I was just saying. I was just saying. Oh, I know who Brian Cranston is. I know it's Walter White. It's a uh, how we never figured out Hal's last name, but you know, 
I don't think we know anybody's last name. <laughs> Obviously, we, first name is there. Yeah, because I was like, if that's the case, we would have known Malcolm's last name, which would, would have been Howell's last. Unless you, I can see Lois being that person that like keeps keeps her last name. No, what I was gonna say is, uh, you you would think with so many awards, like musical awards that Dewey got because of his piano playing, or Malcolm with his like um, with his intelligence, and, like science stuff. You would think they would award all the time. All, all the times Reese got in trouble. Yeah, you would think that <laughs> all the police reports on Francis. One time, Francis yeah. was in a military academy. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. Hey, wouldn't his last name been on his thing? Not yeah, back to those episodes. I I would imagine everybody be calling each other by their last name. Yeah, like like Corporal So and So, not Corporal Francis. <laughs> Wow. Like, yeah, I, um, what's his name? Uh, the, 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 the sergeant, he was, he was the sergeant, he was always like cadet, like, he would always just call him cadets. He never, oh, yeah, the, 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 he wasn't the head of the school, was he? He was just, he, I think he was, he was the military school, the dean, like, he was a, yeah, like, he was like, yeah, he always guy. called him cadets. He never, yeah, he never said he anybody's never, last he name. He did actually mention his buddy's last name, I think, like, one time. But that was it. And then I was like, okay, what about this guy's name? What about Francis at last? Nope. I don't think I've ever heard it. I don't think I heard any characters last name, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, aside from that one that you just mentioned, but like, like I mean, I didn't know Stewie's last name. Uh, you mean Stevie? Stevie. What, what the I think hell? Stewie, I was like, Stewie? Who the in my mind, I'm thinking Family Guy. I was like, no, Stewie. yeah, yeah, okay, like, yeah, Stevie. Yeah, uh, well, to be honest, I just, I just looked at them. I, I really didn't bother learning their names. I just called them the 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 Crawlboins. The, the Crawlboins. That's that's what they were known as. <laughs> so I was, okay, well, we, we we're going way into this. Already become Malcolm in the Middle podcast, <laughs> but um, but uh, but yeah, no. So um, yeah, so episode fifty four. Jam Pack Show. We won't be doing any more transfer talk or anything managerial stuff going on, just because, well, you know, it's it, you know, transfer windows closed. So I mean, there's no point to keep like, talk about rumors. Um, it, we'll probably mention a rumor every once in a while, but it, it's all going to be speculation at this point. There's nothing like set in stone. It's like unless like it's it's going to happen. Like Daddy Olmo might happen. So you know, we'll be on the lookout lookout for that one. We might let y'all know about it. But um, but yeah, we got headlines. We got our debate. Not really a debate. I think it's just like, you know, what's our what's our thoughts on on a certain thing that just that ha- that literally happened not that long ago. Um, our game recaps, our players of the week, games to watch. There is no NWSL action this weekend, so uh, but the, everybody else is playing. Um, and then a three up, three down. And I kind of kind of start. I guess kind of give you guys a hint. Like obviously, um, I just did four for four. So, um, we're going to be doing three up, three down football season, American football season. So we'll, we'll, we'll say our, you know, obviously the three things, the three things we like about football season, the three things we don't like about football season. Um, hopefully Zach doesn't kill us, but, uh, Zach from Gridiron Gallery. So shout out to Gridiron Gallery, which if you're listening to to the Unhinged Sports Network, obviously you guys just heard Gridiron Gallery. So, you know, hi, hi Zach. Anyways, so. So we'll get we'll get going with the show. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break and then we'll start things off with these headlines. Yep. 
Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at Fanatics.com. What's Fanatics? Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we are back. Once again, take full advantage of our great partners. Once again, you guys can go to the link on our on our social medias at Instagram FC on Instagram and Twitter. You'll see the link. Click on it. It'll take you to our link tree. You can go ahead and see, you know, first of all, where you can listen to us, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, all that good stuff. Uh, it also gives you a link to, uh, to the Belly Up uh, website, also Unhinged Radio, and of course, all the partners. So make sure you guys take full advantage of all our great partners. So, well, one day me and Edward can be physically in the same room, maybe also have Spencer in that same room and we can actually have Spencer's reactions and, and have like a really good audio experience for you guys. So, so yeah. Um, you. All right, Edward. So headlines. So we're going to start things off with the NWSL. I know Edward, you're not, not the most familiar person with NWSL. You're getting into it though. You're, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know if you're uh, what team you support, but I mean, if, I mean, if I had to assume just based off name, Gotham FC probably has won you, but <laughs> but I'm I'm hoping that maybe the fact that we're in Houston, you <laughs> go for the dash, go for the dash. But, yeah, but I'm then kinda, again, I'm, I'm kind of there. Okay. Anyway, so the NWSL went ahead and announced when their championship, well, when the championship game was going to be and where the where it was going to be hosted at. So they announced that it will be November 20th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. In Portland, Oregon. The players are not happy about this, Edward. Um, Would you care to elaborate why? So, um, one, the time slot is is way too early. It's way too early for a championship game, but not because of the 12 p.m. Eastern time. Let's just do the math. They're playing in Portland, Oregon, right, Edward? Yes. Yeah. 12 p.m. Eastern time in Portland, Oregon would be 9 in the morning. So in order to broadcast this game at 12 p.m. Eastern time in, you know, obviously in the East Coast, these players would essentially have to wake up very early to warm up and, and, you know, get it. Not only only the players, but think about the people that have to, like, set this game up. Like, are they going to have, like, a little ceremony before the game? You know what? You know, it's a championship game, right? So you've got to set the stage, right, you know? So you're going to have a lot of people come in earlier than what they would normally come in for. So I can see the issue. The issue is the fact is that this is a championship game. It's super early that they're going to play it. You know, like this, this needs to be done better. It's a championship game. It should at least be in a prime time slot, not being played in the middle of the day. So basically, this is just. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What, what do you What do you think? I mean, it's a final. It's a final. Like if you if if you think of a championship game, it's usually in a, in a prime time slot. Like I, I don't care that it's women. It's women's sports. The NWSL has proven to be a really good quality league. Like it's a good league to watch. The play is really good. Some you know 
some of these majority of these rosters are filled with U.S. women's national team players, along with other you know players that play for their women's national teams. Like this is a big stage for you know this is I believe the NWSL obviously being I think the better of the leagues. I say I don't I can't tell you with full confidence, but I mean you know well you, you just had Portland Thorns you know winning the international champions cup. You know, which right. consisted Leon, one of the top teams in Europe, and then Barcelona, who just won the Champions League. So, I mean, like, li- clearly the NWSL is a very good league. And so, for me, like, putting the whole it's women's sports to the side, this needs to be a cha- it's a championship game. It needs to be put in a championship time slot for for everybody to watch. And, and the part that the re- I I understand why because obviously this is CBS. It's CBS. That's the goal is to have this being played on CBS. And well, November 20th is a Saturday. So if you guys, if, if anybody's getting my drift to this point, what's going on right now in the fall on Saturdays from the morning all the way till, till night, basically. And that is college football. Now, this isn't me trying to like take a shot at the co- at college football because you know I love college football. Um, but I mean, Edward, you're not necessarily the most uh, most in, uh, most informed on college football. But the CB- <laughs> CBS is the time is the, the channel that covers the SEC. Now, the SEC is said to be the best conference in college football. You know, it has Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, Florida. You name it. Like they have like the big name programs in that, in that conference. So obviously they got to make sure that they get that prime time slot, depending who's playing. But when I'm looking at these, uh, you know, so I'm looking at the date, no, the games that will be played on November 10, uh, 20th for college football. And honestly, there's not a game that's, that tells me, Oh, you know, that game's got to be put on a prime time slot. Like, Arkansas versus Alabama. Okay, maybe that, maybe that game, but let's face it, Alabama's going to beat Arkansas, right? Um, or, can't, it, no, I mean, that's the only game that really like screams to me that, uh, because I, I don't want to see Vanderbilt versus Ole Miss on a prime time slot. <laughs> um, Auburn, South Carolina. I mean, if you ask Kelsey, maybe he would want to watch that, but he, I, he I, probably I, would. I wouldn't. <laughs> if you ask Spencer, he wouldn't. I gotta be careful because Spencer is an Alabama fan. I don't want to. I don't want to piss off. I know people from Alabama listen to this podcast. So I don't want anybody. To <laughs> yeah. The, the only the, the only game in from college football that I guess you would say is is somewhat enticing for that prime time slot is the Alabama Arkansas game, which to be honest, like that could be a that that could be a three o'clock game. <laughs> um, once again, apologies to the to the Alabama fans, but come on, you, you guys are going to beat Arkansas, right? Like that, that's y'all mentality, right? Like y'all going to beat Arkansas. So, um, like, why can't the NWSO championship game? Okay, okay, let, let's 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 not say put them in the time the prime time slot. Like let let Alabama have that 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 prime time that seven p.m. time slot, if you will. Like let's just say let's give them three p.m. Like, let's just move it up a little bit so that way they're not, you know, so what, 3 p.m. Eastern time? I don't, I'm not good with time. Well, I guess, what's the, what's the difference? Okay. So basically, I think, I think if you, if you play hours, the, right? 
No, well, three. Um, three. Okay. So if you play the game at 3 p.m. Eastern time, that means that they're playing at noon. It's a little bit more manageable. People are now a little bit more awake now, you know? So it, it's just, it doesn't, it, like, it doesn't change the fact that they're going to be playing at nine in the morning. They got to be up early in the morning. They got, you know, like, and it's, and it's because of college football. Let's be real. Cause it's CBS. But uh, I, for me, like, this this is a final. It needs to be put in, put in a better time slot, um, so people can watch this. You know, realistically, I mean, uh, if you give us obviously, if you if you judge it off us, we're gonna watch this game at eleven. It's gonna be eleven in the morning when we watch this. I'm not fully functional eleven in the morning. Not saying that I'm <laughs> not saying I'm as functional. Like I'll be a little bit more functional at two p.m. But like, like just. This should have been. This should have been a, a, a. They should have done better. I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily on NWSL. I, NWSL has done a really. The league has done a really good job at at helping these players, especially you know, obviously with the pandemic, you know, doing their their game their their challenge cup, um, being able to fully provide benefit. You know, still being able to pay their players, still being able to provide benefits to these players. You know, clearly they do the things right. It's just I think this is more so CBS trying to. Not take a risk um, by hurting college football. What, what they cover in college football, but let's be honest, like it's not like they have the most in th- like thrilling list of matchups coming up on that November twentieth uh, schedule. Yeah. So I mean, like once again, aside from Alabama versus Arkansas, and it's more so <laughs> for Alabama than it is for Arkansas. So there you go. That's my nice thing about that. There's me saying something great about Alabama. Like you would watch, you watch a 7 p.m. Alabama game because it's Alabama. It doesn't really matter who it is. But I, I think Spencer usually like he goes to games if it's a good match, like live games if it's a good like against a good team. But if it's Arkansas, Spencer's probably gonna watch it on TV. But um, but yeah. So that's my whole point. I mean, bro, this is gonna bite me in the ass if somehow like Arkansas ends up beating Alabama. <laughs> but um, I don't, don't no, think it's gonna man. happen. The point is. This is a final. Like that that's that's literally that's my argument that this is a final. It needs to be at a better time slot for one to be a good game. You know, because like I said, me and Edward, we're not necessarily the most functional people in the morning. Oh no, I'm not. And you know, you know, give these girls give these women, sorry, these women the proper amount of rest, the proper amount of time to prepare and and get themselves in the right head headspace. To go and put out a very good game, because once again, it's going to be on CBS. It's going to be easily accessed for everybody to watch this game. So why not make sure you have them primed and ready to go? Yeah. So, so that's just that's my stance. Like it, it needs to be put in a better time slot. Um, even if like if anything, this is the one time college football can probably get away with you know. You don't have to see this game, <laughs> you know. That's probably like the one week, but we'll we'll see what happens there. No, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even gonna comment on the college football because of that. I'm not, I'm not even connected to it too much. So, yay! <laughs> but I mean, I agree with you on that aspect. I mean, it's a final, like you said. Deserve it deserves a prime time slot. So, uh, and honestly, if it's 
excuse me, if it's a primetime slot and, you know, I can actually watch it on, you know, CBS, I, I would watch it on the day in the day. I mean, uh, usually I'm at work also, uh, on Saturdays. And if I'm not early in the morning, you know, it's, uh, I'm taking care of the kids, but I can have it running in the background if, if, you know, I'm not at work, but if I'm at work and I want to watch it, you know, I'd rather watch it when I get home later. You know, I, I, I don't have a DVR. I don't have anything to record the game on. So, uh, I, I agree with you. Like, so it's not, it's kind of like those, uh, remember those finals, like the World Cup finals when it was like Korea, Japan, I think, and we had to get up at three in the morning so we could watch it. Yeah. It's a, it's a full commitment at that point. Uh, yeah. So then, I mean, it's, it was such a, oof, it was such a hassle. Mind you, we were, we were kids at that point. So yeah, I was back in 02, but yeah, just the same way that this, I feel like this deserves a little, it's here, it's local. It's not across the globe. So I feel like, you know, they did deserve its prime time spot. Exactly. All right. Over the next headline is Europe versus Arsene Wenger. <laughs> what? All right. So we actually talked about this a few episodes ago. Actually, it was one of our debate topics was uh, the, pro- the proposal of having the World Cup be held every two years. Right. Arsene Wenger is kind of the spokesperson for that. <laughs> uh, oh, God. So, basically, essentially what happened was Alexander uh, Seferin, who is the president of UEFA, um, warned FIFA that Europe will boycott if the two years World Cup rule gets approved. He's not, he's not saying that he's going to do it. He's just, he's like, I know these European countries, they're not going to want to do that. Um, just, you know, period. Um, yeah. So, and like, once again, Arsene Wenger has been someone that's been pushing for having the World Cup be held every two years, um, saying that obviously, oh, if we had the World Cup, then you have the Euros, then have the World Cup, and then have the Euros. You know, it it would be much better for the game. Um, you, me and I were both have stated that we we actually don't necessarily like that. We we like the whole four years things. It, it's a little bit it's a little bit more exciting. It's tradition. Um, where that's kind of basically our stance is this. It's just a tradition. You know, you you know that every four years the World Cup's gonna come. You know, like if it's every two years, like it, it it's like it's like okay, I can I can afford to miss some games here and there. You know, whereas in the when it's the World Cup, I feel like I, I can't miss a game. And you know, obviously, That's honestly, how it feels. Yeah, and then obviously, I like the the idea of oh man, who who's to say who's gonna be good in four years come? Like, you know, who's who's gonna be you know out the door and who's gotta replace that person that's out the door? You know, like oh, who's the new manager? Who's the new? Is there gonna be a different country that kind of steps up within those four years to get into the World Cup? You know, so it I like those. Those things, I, I get what I guess. Also, the fact that some people just don't like the Nations League, and I don't blame them. Um, but I, I, I don't think making it for two years, every, you know, make it every other two years. I don't think it's gonna help it in any way. Um, and then also, like you gotta think about these guys, the players, man. You're playing a full season. You go into the summer. You gotta go do an international tournament, and then you know, in two years' time. You got another international tournament. That's it's it's, it's very tasking. 
for players as well. So like you got to think about those guys. You got to give them those breaks that they can get, you know. So so there is that. But anyways, so this is what Seferin had to say. We can decide to not play in it. As far as I know, the South Americans are on the same page. Good luck with a World Cup like that. I think it will never happen. It is so much against the basic principles of football. To play every summer, one-month tournament for the players, it's a killer. It, if it's every two years, it clashes with the Women's World Cup. Good point. With the Olympic football tournament. Good point. The value... Uh, this is my, this, That's my snippet, not, not, not the quote. Uh, the value is precisely because it is every four years. You wait for it. It's like the Olympic Games. It's a huge event. I don't see our federation supporting that. He basically said everything that I just said, <laughs> like before I even mentioned the quote. Probably should have quoted yeah. this before I went into my whole tangent. But he, he, but he's right. Everything that he's saying makes a good point. You're you're you're, you're taking away, you know, the Olympics. You're, that that's another thing. Like some of these guys want to compete in the Olympics, but oh well, I got to go do the World Cup. You know, so. And then that, that's all, that also causes some conflicts because, you know, you got TV rights and all that. Like, how, who's, who's going to win the World Cup rights? Who's going to win the Olympic rights? You know? So, and then you're going to take it, you're going to take shine away from the Women's World Cup. So, yeah, no, I don't, totally, I just don't like it. It, it just, that's basically what it is. Edward, what do you guys say? I mean, I agree with you on that one 100%. I mean, I, I you, we already talked about this. This is like something that I guess, I guess the, the reason why we're bringing it up is because now Ars Wagner is like enforcing himself like, let's well, do it. Wenger, or, Wenger has always been behind it. It's just that you have Alexander Seferin getting involved now saying, saying that a possible boycott. And clearly South America is also on board with this. Of course. I, mean, I, I, really, I really don't think it's a good idea either way. But I mean... Trust me, like there's probably people out there in the in the in the cracks that basically are hiding in the background until it's basically somebody let's with a bigger name probably comes out and says, "Hey, let's do it with the two every two years." You know, I agree with this reason for this reason. All of a sudden, everybody's gonna start coming out like, "Yeah, I agree." You know, I mean, it's just waiting. It's just like a waiting game. It's the same thing with the Super League. You know what I mean? Like they're just basically waiting, abiding their time until they see that. Hey, there's enough people to back this up. Let's go ahead and back this up now. Um, I'm not saying. Is this just a year of bad ideas for like. Dude, you, yes. It's just a bad ideas for these kind of. A, they're interesting thoughts. I guess you could say they're like interesting thoughts to try to bring alive. I guess you could say uh, if, if you could create your own tournament on FIFA <laughs> and then, oh, hey, we're going to play it every two years. Cool, don't bother me none. But when you make it to real life, and you're uh, then you're just then you're just messing up a good thing already as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, it's it's, I, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's it's. I, like I said, I agree with you. I agree with what you said, um, and I even saying our previous podcast, we both agree. Like, yeah, this two year thing is not a. It's not a good idea. No matter what they say, it's not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, Alexander makes a great point about about also the the women's World Cup and the Olympics. Um, oh, but, yeah. but also, you got to remember the players, man. This is they're not robots, man. Like this, it, it it this would suck if you're a player knowing that like 
you know, you get, you know, you get, no, there's, that's another summer away from your family. That's another summer. Uh, like, yes, I get it. The families usually go with them to the tournament, but you're not necessarily with them the whole time. You know, you got to be at training. You got to, you got to go study film. So, so it, you're not necessarily with your family, you know, like they get to do the exploring and all that while you're training and, and working at getting ready for this tournament or playing in the tournament. So like, exactly. So it, it, it takes its toll. And, and every four years, every four years sound, it just, it just makes sense to have it like that. Um, you know, the every two years thing is, it's okay with Copa America and the Euro. No, Euros is every four years as well, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like it. I, I agree with, with UEFA's president that, yeah, this, I, and I wouldn't be shocked if, if some, if some countries, some confederations go ahead and say, yeah, we're not doing that. I mean, it's just, it's just so, uh, uh, to me, it's just an, it's an unnecessary one. There you go. I guess it's for, for certain people. It's an unnecessary one. Like it's something that's already been established. It's already, it's already a good thing. I don't see why you're going to end up trying to fix whatever is not even broke. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah, just, it, 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 it's it. definitely not broke. So why fix it? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And we'll go ahead and to our last headline and, uh, Weston McKinney. Oh. All right. So for those of you who don't know, Weston McKinney was removed from the U.S. men's national team after failing to follow team COVID protocols. Um, because of that, he, he ended up missing the, the game against Canada, which was a 1-1 draw. Uh, some people may feel that, you know, if he would have been there, maybe the game would have, would have ended differently. Um, and he was, he ended up being removed from the roster for Honduras. So. He didn't get to go to Honduras with the rest of the team. He actually got he, he actually had to fly back to Italy. Um, I I forgot. Who, I think they brought in Jackson Yule to be his replacement, which thank God he didn't play. Um, <laughs> uh, but but yeah. So, but the thing that 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 kind of kind of kills me a little bit with this is that this isn't Weston's first time breaking COVID protocols on a team. Obviously, we, we can go back to, to one of our previous episodes when we talked about when him, Arthur, and Paul DiBala got caught yeah. at a party, you know, at a house party. So, which I believe Weston McKinney was, was, was throwing. So this isn't the first time that Weston has, has broken team protocol. And it, it's kind of frustrating because, you know, like, yes, I get it. You're young, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of like apparently he, he invited somebody over. To you know that he was that he wasn't supposed to pass curfew. Um, sounds kind of like he pulled the Mason Greenwood. <laughs> like I don't know who it was. I could be wrong on that, but it sounds kind of like it was he was pulling a Mason Greenwood. But it's just come on, man. Like this is the a guy that I would have deemed would be captain of, of the U.S. men's national team. More and more, I'm becoming more of a Tyler Adams guy. But um. You know, like you, you want him to start making smart decisions. I get he's young and I hate, I hate that everyone, oh, come on, he was young. I like, he's, you can use he's young when they make the mistake once. But when you make the mistake twice and you understand that your team has rules, have a, has a curfew and you choose to break those rules and you get caught, 
it, it, you know, it's fool me one, fool me one shame, shame on me. Uh, no, fool, fool me one, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Yeah. So the thing, the thing is, my my thing is on this. They're World Cup qualifiers. It's not a friendly. I I personally would understand if it was a friendly. Like, okay, nothing's really gonna matter at this point. Like, it's just a friendly. We're just it's like a scrimmage. You know, we're just seeing where we are at. We're seeing how this team's at. But being a World Cup qualifier, yeah, you kind of let everybody down at this point. Like everybody on your team, your coach. Hell, even like, you know, the U.S. men's national team followers, you know, the ones who are rooting for you, for you to make it to the World Cup. You know, that's speaking, kind of speaking of people that are rooting for the U.S. men's national team, Landon Donovan. He actually, <laughs> he actually spoke out uh, in a Grant Wall's podcast that he has called Football. Um, and this is what he said. I will just say I am privy to what happened. I am not going to announce that publicly. So he's aware of what exactly happened. I would just right. say that I'm incredibly disappointed in Weston. Incredibly disappointed. I'm kind of making it sound monotone because that's how, that's how Land Donovan talks. Look, <laughs> I can understand being at Juventus during a long club season. You're sitting at home for months and months and months and you want to, God, I'm putting myself to sleep and you want to have people over. Is it the smartest thing to do? No, but I get it. This is one week of your life with three massive games. Not only for yourself, but for your teammates and for your country to go to a World Cup and the level of selfishness in that moment is beyond me. Honestly, it's beyond me. I've made a lot of dumb mistakes in my life. Oh, I know. I get it. <laughs> and once again, this is me adding on to some things. Uh, I'm, I'm not here to be all righteous and he is young. Yes, but he's old enough to understand that you do not do this. You don't need to put yourself in, in this situation. And worse, put your team in that situation. Would they have won the game if he's on the field yesterday? I don't know, referring to the Canada game. But their chances went up a lot, I promise. If he was on the field then, their chances of winning or getting a point against Honduras go up a ton on Wednesday if he's in the lineup. I'm just really disappointed with him. It doesn't mean you're, you write him off and he's horrible. He's a horrible human being. He needs to learn from this, but this can never happen again. It is almost beyond repair. And he has to, he has a lot of work to do with his teammates to make sure that he never does something like that, like that again, because you lose trust in your teammates. This is their livelihood. These guys want to go to a world cup. Christian knows what it feels like to sit on the field in Trinidad crying because he didn't go to a world cup and you can't put your team in that situation. That's right. I mean, that, that uh, last World Cup would have been uh, Pulisic's first World Cup. Mm-hmm. No, so, yeah, it, it, like, like Edward stated, like, these are World Cup qualifiers. It's not a friendly. This isn't Nations League. This is, you know, this is to qualify for the World Cup. The octagonal. Like, this is the, la- this is the home stretch for World Cup qualifying. Whoever, after, after these games are done, which I believe is 14. Yeah. Like four, I think I believe 14 games because what there's eight, eight teams. Well, obviously octagonal. So there's eight. So yeah. So after these 14 games, you will have the, obviously the, the top three automatically advanced and that fourth place team has to play a playing game to 
to go into the World Cup, probably against New Zealand. Um, or I, I don't know who, what confederation they end up pairing with, but I feel like every time it's New Zealand. Um, so that, wait, no, last time it was Australia. Anyways, the whole point being is that these games matter. These aren't, this isn't a friendly where we're just trying to test things out. This is a World Cup qualifier. This is where you're expected to come in and perform. And, and you make really? this, you make this careless mistake. And you know what? It's, it's right to say it. this is selfish. Cause you, if you have, and, and I'll, I'll even mention, uh, you remember Charlie Davis, right? Charlie Davis. He's a forward. Memory. He's a forward, former U.S. men's national team player. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, if you remember, he scored a goal one day and did the stanky leg. Yeah. That guy. Anyways, so, Charlie Davis, if you guys remember, actually never got a call up again with the U.S. men's national team for breaking protocol. Not, not necessarily breaking protocol, but when he did break protocol, he got into a car accident. Um, to the point where people weren't sure if he was going to be able to play again. I mean, thank God he did. He's, you know, obviously he's alive, but to the point where he did get to play again. And now he, he taught, he, you know, he does like, you know, have time and pregame and postgame shows for CBS, um, Great. for soccer. So, you know, like, I mean, thank God that that that's not what happened with Weston McKinney. But at the same time, it's 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 those careless mistakes, and you can hear it when Charlie Davis talked about, you know, mentioned what happened, and, and you can hear the you know the regret because he didn't get a second chance because you know he he was out for quite a while, and then you know yes he got a chance he, he did get to play again, but never again for the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. And, and Charlie Davis looked like he was going to be primed to be a good part of that of that era of the U.S. men's national team, and like I said, because of a careless mistake, a selfish mistake, he, you know, it faltered. It, it, you know, it cost him greatly. The, the thing that sucks with Weston is the fact that this isn't the first time he did this, and so like at at, at some, like in kind of like what Landon said, like he's old enough to understand that, like. Yeah. It's not that he's 17 or 16, you know, he, he's an adult. Like he's at an age of an adult and, and he has to understand that there's consequences with your decisions. Now, do I see him not ever getting called up by the U.S. men's national team ever again? No, because he's, he's a, he's a pivotal player in the midfield for the U.S. men's national team. He's clinical. He's a great, he, he's a good player, but he is going to have to regain this team's trust. For sure. That's, I mean, he's already apologized to the team. He's done that. Burl Halter has even stated that he plans on calling Weston McKinney again in the U.S. men's national team. So I'm not saying to punish him and like ban him from the U.S. men's national team because let's face it, Weston McKinney is one of our top players in the U.S. men's national team, obviously playing in Juventus. Um, but he can't, he, he can't expect that he's going to get so many chances. You know, constantly, like he's gonna have to regain this team's trust, um, and, and it starts with him getting his act together. Yeah, I mean, he's, I guess you could say he, it's time for him to grow up. You know, even if he's young, it's just to grow up in that way, in that sense, uh, to be ready to be representing the U.S. men's national team. And 
I, I could see the, um, the appeal of, you know, wanting to break protocol because I mean, like, like even Landon Donovan said, like, I get it. You've been sitting at home for months, 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 months. Finally, you get out. You kind of just want to take it all the way, you know? It's like, uh, you know, they give you, they give you an inch, you take a mile, you know, kind of that kind of feel. And I can, I can, I can vouch as, you know, something like that, like where it's like, uh, kind of like if you're a kid, you have a curfew and they tell you, yeah, okay, you can go at nine, but you got to be back by 1130 at the latest. You freaking get home at like three or four in the morning. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of like that, you know, it's, it's, you want to take it all the way. You want to see how far you can get away with it. And I think he, he did that. Um, and then some, because now it's like, He's not just affecting, you know, himself. It's like, it, it's gonna, it's kind of like a, I guess you could say an asterisk in his, uh, soccer resume. It's not like about his playing ability, but like how he handles himself outside the field, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, so. I gotta say, uh, the people that, that, def- that were like, how are you gonna take him off the roster? He's one of our best players. Yeah. You know, like that was, to me, that was the punishment right there was the fact that, he didn't get to play the Canada game and he didn't get to go play Honduras. Like that was yeah. his punishment. Like now you gotta, now you gotta live, like live with what happens with you not being on the field. Yeah. You know, like you, you, can, you, know, you can, you can, you can blame the coach all you want, but it's not the coach's fault. He actually did something. He basically did the whole, um, what's it called? The, the consequence, like for your actions, uh, negative reinforcement. Yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. So, like, to me, I, this isn't our Greg Brohalter's fault. Like, not at all. Because that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, England did that with Mason Greenwood. Yeah. And Phil Foden. I mean, you know, they, they, they fucked up. They broke COVID protocols and, and they got their punishment was you don't get to play with us. You don't get to represent mm-hmm. England. So th- that was Weston's punishment. And then he has to sit there and watch that Canada versus USA game. And watched him draw, and 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 beat and let him beat himself up about it, because that was and you know I, that was a I, home I game. Bet for the, you that's a home game for and the I, U.S. Yeah, and and I bet you, I bet you, I, I bet money that he was looking at the game or he was watching the game, and he's like, oh my god, I would have done this, or oh my god, that wouldn't have happened if I did this, or oh, I would have scored something outside the boxers. He would have. He was telling himself, this is what I would have done, or. Oh man, like this is something that's been, you know, like it, it was eating at him alive, you know. And it should have, like, th- he need, like, that's where, th- like, I mean, yeah, I don't want him to, like, constantly live in that moment, but, like, he has to go back and be like, yeah, that's my fault. That, yeah. You know, like, you know, if, because, yeah, oh man, if I was there, this could have happened, or, oh, if I was there, this would have happened. It was like, but exactly. no. You, you did. We didn't. We didn't get to see that because because of your your careless mistake, thinking you could get away with it. That's what cost you. Yep. And so, no. So he he definitely got his punishment. I some people were like, "Oh, back in the day with Maradona." I'm like, it, "That's that's not the same. It's not the same." We the the difference between the era of Maradona and now is one. We don't have a pan. They didn't have a pandemic to worry about. Well, maybe maybe nope. maybe AIDS. But I mean, like. Exactly, but I mean, like, but we didn't have this pandemic. The 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 reason, and I get everyone's like, "Oh, I'm tired of this COVID. Oh, I'm tired of of 
the, the you know being forced to get a vaccine. Like I get it. Like I'm not saying that you you need to get a vaccine. I'm not saying that at all. But like it's not about yourself. It's about everyone around you. The reason why that the yeah. U.S. men's national team have these COVID protocols and have these curfews is so that way. If you, no one can get sick, if everybody's together, they get their COVID test, they all find out that they're all negative. Well, then that means they're all free to practice and train together because obviously no one has COVID. But mm-hmm. when you be careless and you break those COVID protocols, you don't know who's coming in. They don't know who's coming in. What happens to that person if that person got Western COVID? And then he goes trans with the guys. They get COVID. And yet, I'm not. Th- I'm not speaking just on U.S. men's national team basis. Like these guys get COVID, they can't play for their clubs. If they can't play for their clubs, obviously, you know, Greg Berhalter doesn't have a good indication of whether or not he should call these guys up for the next call ups. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's a. What's what's it? What's it called? A, a slope. It's a domino effect. A, do- a domino effect. Yeah, you're, you're causing a slippery slope. Like. It, 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 you're just you're gonna start building up this ball, and it's gonna get it's gonna get bigger and bigger because of just this little mistake, and and that's the issue from it. Do I want to see Weston back with the U.S. Men's National Team? Yes, because I believe I do believe this kid is special. I think he's really good. I think he's gonna be part of the U.S. Men's National Team. I thought he would be the captain, but now I I I don't think he deserves even to be an option. Like I don't I don't want to see him wear the armband because he has to earn that. That that belief, to me, the mo- the guy that needs to be the captain is Tyler Adams. Oh, damn. Like, like no offense to Christian Pulisic, but Tyler Adams has been nothing but a leader. Every time I see him on the field, so there's my thought. Not saying that Christian Pulisic isn't a leader, but he, he like okay. Reference: Landon Donovan was never. A, I, I I never saw Landon Donovan captain. Well, I mean, granted, he had, you know you had Claudio Reyna, then you had Boca Negra. And then Michael Bradley, Beasley. Beasley, and then Michael Bradley. So I mean, there were other players, but let's just face it: is Landon Donovan was a good player. I just don't think he was a good leader, and I don't think he's necessarily the vocal type. So, so that's that was my point. And I mean, that's basically Christian Pulisic. He's not very. He's not. He's you no. Know, he's not the vocal type. Like I don't. He doesn't scream to me as a captain. Can he be the heart and soul of the team? For sure, but that doesn't mean you have to be the captain. If, if that makes any sense to you, Edward. Yeah, I get you. I do. Tyler Adams, when I see him on the field, that's a leader. Like, he wants it. I think he deserves the captain's armband. Definitely not Weston McKinney right now. Which, which that breaks well, my heart. That breaks my heart. There's still time. There's still time. So, no, yeah, he's, yeah. he's got he's to earn that back. Like, he's got to earn that trust again. So, yep. it's unfortunate, but yeah, not that, it, 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 it really is. But, um, hopefully, hopefully this, there's, hopefully there's not a third time because I think, I think you gotta, you gotta say three strikes and you're out, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. All right, Edward. It's, I guess not really a debate, but it's debate time. <laughs> <laughs> um, this debate is brought to you by Swift Lifestyles. Swift Lifestyles is the ultimate energy supplement for the gamer. Not necessarily just for the gamer. It can be used by anybody. But let's face it, we can all use that extra ump, that extra boost of energy, that extra sense of focusness needed to tackle on the day or, you know, just 
tackle on that 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 game of Call of Duty. So go ahead, go go to www.swiftlifestyles.com and use the checkout code insert name FC for a fifteen percent discount. Once again, go ahead. <laughs> okay, what were you gonna say? Word? I was gonna say the blue the the blue uh, raspberry flavor, the blue the blue sour strip. That one's actually pretty good. All right, well there you go. You heard it from Edward. Blue sour strip, highly yeah. recommends it. It's 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 actually helped me out when I get up early in the morning and then to go to work. I take it with me to work and then I I, I do it over there at work. Like I drink it at work. It makes it it does help with the focus. It does help with you with with waking you up and stuff. So yeah. But, well, there you go. You hear you heard it from Edward. Also, the gummies are pretty good. I, I enjoy them a little too much. But um, <laughs> uh, maybe I should just start getting the powders. But yes, once again, if you go to www.swiftlifestyles.com, use the code insert name FC to get a 15% discount. All right, Edward. The U.S. men's national team, CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. What is your first impression about these first three games? So to go ahead and re, re, to let you guys know what were the results. The first game was a nil-nil draw against El Salvador. A 1-1 draw against Canada and a 4-1 win against Honduras. Well, I mean, in all honesty, um, I feel like the U.S. men's national team could have done more. They've actually could have come out on top from all three games. It's just, uh, I'm not going to say Weston McKinney was like a big factor, but he was, he's a contributing factor. Um, it's just little mistakes here and there, and then also, I mean, uh, they, they, I get, I guess, um, how do I say this in Spanish or in English? No les las jugadas, like the, the plays they wanted to do, it just didn't come out. They couldn't finish it. They couldn't finish them. So uh, I think that was one of the one of the, the main factors. It's like they could not finish the plays. They could not finish when they would try to strike for it. Nothing. And I'm not saying that, oh, Canada is, is bad or El Salvador is bad. I'm actually surprised, you know, El Salvador managed to step it up, you know. So, yeah. And, uh, but I really feel that U.S. men's national team, this U.S. men's national team can actually bring it. Just, just give them some more time, give them some more play time in, the, in their respective clubs. And then when they come back, they play together. I think, I think it's, it's, They'll they'll come back and if for for example let's say they're gonna replay these same matches they may be able to show something up you know okay I mean what what do you think so uh, my take is that these guys are still not Concacaf ready they're Europe ready they're 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 a little little bit of South America ready because the the benefit of playing in Europe obviously is the tech the technical abilities that they're gained. The, the, the pace that they, they learn to, to play in. Like those are factors. But at the end of it, the end of the day, these guys were not ready for CONCACAF. Like, I mean, Brett and Aronson proved like kind of what Kelsey said. Like there's not a dog in this team right now. True. Like there's not that guy that's going to put out the fight. Like let's face it, El Salvador, Honduras, not necessarily Canada, but. These are two teams that do use their physicality and they showed it and they did it very well against the U S the U S wasn't able to comp like 
not comprehend, but weren't able to adjust to how physical these teams were playing. And also, I don't, they're, they're not, there's a little bit of like entitlement also because of like, I, I mean, I didn't hear any complaints about the fields from El Salvador and Honduras, but I, I would assume that there was probably some complaints about the fields of Honduras and El Salvador. And, um, you got to get used to playing in CONCACAF. If you're going to play in the CONCACAF, you got to understand it's going to be gritty. It's going to be rough. It's going to be ugly. And you got to get ugly with them. One of the things that I always say about Mexico is that Mexico can play with that flair, can play with that technical skill and sound. But yep. when they need to play CONCACAF soccer, they play CONCACAF soccer. They get physical. They get and and let's face it, the U.S. men's national team has size. That that's not that's not a it's not an over exaggeration. Like I mean, look at John Brooks, look at Mark McKenzie. You, like our our whole back line are have some pretty good size players as far as like center backs and go. Our forwards, I mean, if you look at Pfock, if you look at DK, you guys you got to have big build, you know, forwards that can you know can and can 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 work hard, um, but. Your little guys need to play with some tenacity as well. I mean, Brendan Aronson proved to me that he can at least compete in the CONCACAF because he got physical. Like once he realized, like, okay, I got to bully myself in to the penalty box to score a goal, which is what, what he did against Canada. He figured it out, but you still have guys that, you know, and they won. They got, they can't leave <laughs> Christian Pulisic stranded like that because he's going to get thrown around and he got thrown around plenty of times. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, the physicality needs to get better. They need to not be afraid to get physical. Like, you're, like it's okay to get a get a warning, get a yellow card. That's fine. Just don't go a little bit too overboard. But still, just get a little bit physical. Don't be scared. Uh, get get in there. Play con like when you need to play Concacaf style. You gotta play Concacaf style because that the European stuff like. Yeah, that can work for a little bit, but when these guys, it's, it's not that easy when someone's like wrapping themselves around you. And so you gotta yeah. play, you gotta play, like play, not saying play down to CONCACAF because that's, that's disrespectful to CONCACAF, but when you're in CONCACAF, you gotta play like you're in the CONCACAF. Just pure, purely simple. And then the other thing I'll say is we, th- we don't have a number nine. I- I'm just gonna be straightforward. We don't have a number nine. Josh Sargent, um, everyone puts Josh Sargent as the number one striker. I don't. Uh, I mean, is he good? Yeah, he's good over when he plays for club, but I don't see, I, uh, he, he looks timid to me whenever I see him. I mean, he played a little bit better this time around. Like this, this call up, I think was probably like the best I've seen from, uh, from Josh Sargent, but that's not necessarily a compliment if you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. PFOC, like, I like what Pivac could be because of the fact that he is that I think he could be a CONCACAF uh, forward because of his big build that he could get a little physical, kind of kind of like a Josie Altador-esque player. Um, but he, 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 I'm not sold yet. Daryl DK, I thought would be that guy. I'm not sold on him either. Right now, the number nine spot for the U.S. men's national team is wide open and it's up for anybody. In my eyes, anybody, somebody could come and tell me that I'm wrong, but I, I don't see a number nine. I, I have yet to been sold on a single number nine. And let's face it, the goals that the U.S. scored, Brandon Aronson against Canada, he's not a striker. Uh, in the <laughs> in the Honduras game, um, you had 
Sebastian Legette scored a goal. I think Anthony Robinson scored a goal. Who's oh I'm trying not to say the other guy's name because that's that's I was about to do get go into go into him. USA USA versus Honduras. Uh, USA versus Honduras. Oh, okay. Brendan Anderson scored a goal as well. So you had Anthony Robinson, Brendan Anderson, Sebastian Legit. Anthony Robinson, he's the left back, scored a goal. Brendan Anderson, once again, he's not a striker, scored a goal. <laughs> Sebastian Legit, he's a midfielder, he scored a goal. So in this in this in this World Cup qualifier, you had four of the goals that you scored from players that don't play striker. Like that should tell you something, right, Edward? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I guess it's cool to say that. Oh, yeah, you know, we have an all-around squad that actually scores goals from anywhere, you know, from any kind of player. But like you said, we don't have a solid nine. We don't have a, a guy who. Let's put it this way: we don't have a Lewandowski. We don't have a Haaland. Like we don't. We don't have that number nine. Now, I will say. And maybe this is just because I got a little excited about how he played in against Honduras, and that's probably not the, the the game that I should be, you know, getting in a vote of confidence for someone. But Ricardo Pepe, I liked how he played. Makes me want to le- see at least a little bit more. I mean, this guy's already he already he, he's the youngest player to score a hat trick in the MLS with FC Dallas, so he's already got that like he you know he's already prolific. With FC Dallas, he ends up scoring the game-winning goal, the game-winning penalty to be more specific, game-winning penalty for the MLS All-Stars to beat League IMX. So this guy's already went into this call-up with like a pretty a good, pretty impressive resume. Yeah, so he went, he went he, like the week going into this call-up, you know, was a pretty good week to have. Um, and then comes into Honduras, scores scores a goal, and, and kind of really set the tone for the U.S. Obviously, he scored the goal that got them the lead. Because Anthony Robinson scored the game tying goal, and then Ricardo Pepe scored the goal to to give them the lead, and then the U.S. started playing pretty well after that. Um, not gonna say great, but they played better. Um, right. So I kind of want to see more about. I want to see more of Ricardo Pepe. Like he's young, he can really score. Like from the time, like from what I've seen from him, from when when I watched him play, he can really score. He can score it from a multiple multiple ways. Like he can score off the header. He can. He can he can create his own goal. He can be at that right place, right time. Like he's he's a very complete number nine. He's yeah. very young, so I mean, I, I I like what I'm seeing from Ricardo Pepe. But once again, the striker position is very wide open. Okay, so I mean, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm okay. I'll give him props. Like I, I'm, I don't know why, but I guess maybe I'm still stuck on like. Brian Ting, uh, Brian McBride, kind of, kind of stuff, kind of vibe. Pepe makes me think of Brian Ting. Yeah, that's, <laughs> there you go. So I guess I'm 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 stuck in that kind of vibe. You know, it's funny. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, what was his name, uh, Bobby Wood. You know, he was really pacey. So I'm thinking, I was like, if you can build him up. Like as in body wise, like he may be able to be like really, really good, like a solid number nine, but he didn't. And so I was kind of hoping back then, you know, Bobby Wood, 
But you know, you like and me, said, you and kinda, me both, you and me both, because I was a big Bobby Wood guy. Yeah, bro. So, like honestly, I felt like Bobby Wood. Like I said, if he would have built up, not like like super massive, but like if he would have built up his bo- also, body. Also, it, it didn't help that he was playing at Hamburger, Hamburg. Yeah, Hamburg. So, yeah. So I mean, he was playing in the second division in, in Germany, so that really didn't help him too much. Um, I mean, now he's at Real Salt Lake, but hopefully, you get uh, like I said, it's wide open, so any literally anybody can like anybody can come in and and be that number can can someone just has to take that number nine spot. Like at this point, like just somebody. Really how long gets a really how long gets a U.S. citizenship? We can be like, yes, I came here to play. <laughs> I will. Take that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I, you mean to tell me we got we just got the world's best striker, the cyborg, the cyborg. You know what? As a, as he, a US, as how, a how looks like someone that likes Drake. Can we get Drake? okay? Well, Drake's Canadian. Never mind. No, wrong person. <laughs> wrong person. Drake. Drake loves Houston. Drake loves Houston. Drake loves Houston. Move to Houston, bro. Move to Houston, bro. Yeah, that's uh, a uh, like. You know, he made the song Houston out of Vegas. He he wrote a song about my school, Texas Southern. Um, let, let's let's let, let's get Drake, like let's get Drake, but we have to let him. We have to emphasize that he needs to move to 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 the U.S. Like the U.S. Country. U.S. U.S. To the U.S. You got John. You got John to David in Canada, so you're good. You're you're good. <laughs> you're, you're good there. You know. So we need a number nine. <laughs> you know, we'll, yeah. we'll 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 bring him Waterburger. We'll get Drake Waterburger. Erling Haaland, like, you'll, you'll get Whataburger. <laughs> I like how you, Whataburger, you're trying to come up with whatever the Danes, like, oh, no, not the Danes, but like the Norwegians eat. You're just like, uh, Whataburger. <laughs> and then we'll take him to a Texas barbecue spot. Like, I mean, he's like, oh, look, the food seems pretty good here. And then he's going to say we, he wants Mexican. And I was like, say no more. And we'll, we'll take him to the truck. <laughs> we'll, take him, we'll take him to We'll take him two streets down. Here's a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> but yes, I mean, it's just someone needs to step up and become that number nine for the U.S. men's national team because, like, literally the job is is up for grabs. I mean, I don't know if anybody could really try to give an argument for anybody, but right now it's up for grabs. Like, each one has their moments, but no, no one has necessarily, like, solidified that spot. Like, you know who the winger is going to be. Like it's going to be Christian Pulisic, maybe Brandon Harrison, maybe Gio Reyna, depending what they want to do with the midfield. Do they want to put Gio Reyna at that at that you know center attacking midfield position, um, which I would not be against to be honest. And then you have Weston McKennie and Tyler Adams. You know that's that's your midfield right there. The back, okay, maybe the back line is not necessarily that solidified because John Brooks is a John Brooks. You you were the only position I was confident in. <laughs> Like, I thought John Brooks was our guy, and it's like eh, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know at this point. Like James Sands and Miles Robinson doesn't seem like a bad pairing right now. <laughs> and should, even go. even the goalkeeper position is, is not an easy one anymore. But that's for good reasons. <laughs> it's like you got three good goal, like you got three really good goalkeepers. Like it, that one's like in the you're in the best position. It's not. It's not like it's hard because. You know they're all bad. It's like no, it's hard because they're all good. <laughs> so, but I mean, if there was one position that I would say that still has, we have, we have yet to have an answer because at least all the positions have an answer, or at least have answers. The striker position does not have an answer. 
Hmm. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see, bro. Honestly, like we just have to wait and see. Yeah. All right. So that is the debate topic. Once again, we'll go ahead and post it on social media. You can go ahead and share your thoughts. Tell us what you think. Do you agree with with me and Edward? Do you believe that uh, that they're they're getting there? They're they're close. Do we not have a striker? You know, just go ahead and tell us your thoughts. Um, once again, on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. So the the post is going to be right there. And um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with some game recap. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward, and we, we are, are Insert Name FC. FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see you there. And we are back. All right, Edward, games to recap. What's your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually a one of my favorite teams, you already know, and it's Manchester United versus Newcastle. Which United Manchester United? Yes, Newcastle United. Manchester United versus Newcastle United. Better, better. Is that better? That's I'd, better for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy. All right. All right. They uh, Manchester United beat Newcastle United four to one. Uh, Manchester United has sixty four percent of the possession. Manchester United outshot twenty one to twelve. So. It was basically leaning more towards Manchester United, even on paper from the get-go. But the reason why I did highlight this recap, like this was a recap, was because it was Cristiano Ronaldo's first game back to Old Trafford. It's a, you know, for playing Manchester United. And he actually scored two goals uh, in the 47th minute and in the 62nd minute. That, uh, that, 47th, uh, that 47th minute was like, it was a. It was just like a. I was there for that goal. Like the goalie blocked it, and it was a okay. It's still there, and then he just came in and shot it. See, in. see, here's the here's the thing about that goal though. Who was supposed to be guarding Ronaldo? I, I mean, know, I know, I know, it's a da- I know it's a daunting task to be honest. But I mean, like in front of the goal, you you don't give Ronaldo those. Like that was a Not gift. Those. That, that, that's a that that's was a wall. That's a welcome back gift from Newcastle United. Yeah, much. <laughs> so that, was, like, that was bad. Once again, then, I understand how hard of a task we're talking about. Even even if it's a third wait, 36? 36 year old, yeah. Even if it's a 36 year old Cristiano Ronaldo, like that's <laughs> it's like come on. Bro, he like, was out, but he was out running most of those guys either way. I, I mean like, the damn. guy's the guy's a physical specimen. You you see how he trains. So I mean I, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised that he was still able to keep up with 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 uh, the English Premier League. But it, that that goal, even even though it's like, oh come on, guys, anybody can score that goal. Yeah, but you don't let Ronaldo score that goal. No, you don't. <laughs> and then, and I, I'm over here thinking his his first goal is going to be a free kick. That's what I was thinking. I was like, what a way to welcome him back. But it, it was very, you know, I was like, oh wow, okay, he scored it. But then the second one was a little bit more hardworking. He had to sprint a little bit. He got that pass, and then all of a sudden, he was running with it, and then he just used like the outside of his foot or uh, like just the, kn- the knuckle of his foot. Like he just whoop, right between the goalie's legs and just went right in. I was like, oh, uh, all right, yeah. I was like, so that was two goals of his. I was like, it was it was nice, you know. It was it that was game. A, it was that game. Good, that game was so big that they put him on the USA Network. Yeah. 
they yeah. fle- they flexed that game into USA Network because of Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So be prepared for that. <laughs> but no, yeah, that it it like you can see how much how much this team has changed just by adding Ronaldo to this team. Um, that honestly, it seems more and more like I mean, yeah, J- there's Jaden Sancho, which I'm not trying to like brush him off like he's a nobody, but like Ronaldo just in like I feel like. You you feel very confident that man you can definitely compete for the Premier League title this season. Yeah, I mean Kelsey had his thing about the backline. I don't think the backline is necessarily a big issue. You have Harry Maguire and freaking Rafael. Wait, was Harry Maguire playing? Is is Harry Maguire good? Uh, I think so. I didn't I didn't hear anything that he's injured, so I didn't. I don't want to assume that he you know. Assume anything. Nah, it's could... a, that's um, what you call it. That's um, uh, that's Kelsey's guy that's injured that got that nasty, that nasty tackle from behind. Yeah, so, so Harry, Harry Maguire did play. So you had yeah. Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, Rafael Varane, and and Juan Bisaka in the. That was your that was your back line. Yeah, Pogba and Matic, uh, Mason Greenwood, Bruno Fernandez, Jaden Sancho, like kind of being that mid, that that up three midfield. And then you had Ronaldo up top, like. That's a pretty that good lineup. Like a, that's a pretty power. That's a good damn good powerhouse. Like, that's a good lineup. You're, you you got freaking Bruno Fernandez, like not necessarily having to be the guy to make all these that to score all these goals for you. I mean, he's you could still do it, but I mean, like he he, he doesn't he have to brace. be. He doesn't have to be the guy. You got cr- very creative players in Jaden Sancho and Mason Greenwood, um, and then you got CR seven up top. Like this is. This is a this is a good lineup. Like Pogba, it's a killer squad. Pogba might want to stay. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> it, it, Paul Pogba, you might want to stay put. Like why why would you go to why would you go elsewhere when Ronaldo like instantly just elevated your team? Like you can see how excited Rafael Varane was to have to be reunited with his, with his with his former Real Madrid teammate. Yeah. And then you look at that bench. Like I mean, freaking, I forgot Eric Bailly is still here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you, you know, you still have Juan Mata, which coming off the bench is is not a bad spot for him. You know, you got Anthony Martial, Jesse Lingard, which you know, low key. I feel like Jesse. I just became a Jesse Lingard fan out of nowhere. But uh, Donny Van de Beek. Um, I mean, it's coming off the bench. So you're, you know, you're, you're, you, you have a pretty good situation here if you're Manchester United. Like this, this is a roster that could compete. In the Premier League and, and be be looked at as not only like a team that's going to finish in the top four, but someone that could, a team that could come out and just out of nowhere just win the Premier League. Yep. I agree. Everyone, everybody's like Hector. This isn't the guy we were we were hoping for. I was hoping you troll Manchester United. The, the, the roster's so the roster's good. That's a good roster. Like it, it is it's it's actually surprisingly deep. Like it's not like okay. Even Fred is not that bad. Like, I mean, like, as a starter, I wouldn't necessarily be excited about it. But as, you know, Fred's not that bad. I mean, Matt said, yeah, he's getting up there in age, but he's still serviceable. Like, that's a pretty good lineup. And and having that, that just that, I guess, attacking four, I guess you could say, with Greenwood, Bruno Fernandez, uh, Jaden Sancho, and Ronaldo, like, that can clean up some some mistakes that you would deem Maddich would make or a, a Fred would make. That cleans it up. It's, yep. it's, it's not a bad roster for for Manchester United. 
I agree with you on that one. Honestly, I'm telling you, Manchester United is just. They're looking. They're looking like a real and you, powerhouse. And right you now. bring and you bring the fans back to Old Trafford. Oh yeah. Like, like I think all is forgiven from the gla- no, no, it's not. But I mean, like, <laughs> no, no, it's not. It, it never will be all forgiven from the Glazers. But um, but yeah, no, it's that, that's a good start. You know, you got you got the fans back in because of Ronaldo. Just you want the you want the fans back at least for right now. But um, bearing any any health. Manchester United is 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 poised to look really good this season. Yep, that's true. And I mean, I I'm still I'm, I'm still excited to see what's going to be the next like few games for them. Like just to see how they they perform very well. Like if they perform very well, they don't make it very well. You know, just just pretty cool. Like I'm I'm excited for Man United this season. Yep. What about your game to recap, Hector? My game, and this I was actually present for this game. I was I actually I was in I was at the stadium. Houston Dynamo beat Austin FC three to nothing. Nice. Um, Austin has sixty six percent of the possession, and the Dynamo outshot them sixteen to fifteen. So not really. You saying that much? Not really. Too bad. Yeah. So um, the player to highlight is Fafa Pika, who scores two goals. One in the 24th minute and the other in the 64th. Kind of the dagger uh, for that one. But this ends the 16-game winless streak. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say that right? Winless? Yeah, 16 games without winning a game. So wow. draws and losses only for 16 games straight. Jeez. Yeah. I guess you fire bad Jordan, everyone decides to play good. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, man. <laughs> no, it, it felt great. Like, uh, shout out to the surge. They actually, I, I, that's how I got my ticket. Was the surge was trying to get people to come to the game, and so they were they were actually giving away tickets, giving tickets to people, and so I took advantage of it. I apologized to the surge. I didn't stay over with the surge. I actually like found like a random rat, like you know, because the same wasn't full. But I mean, like, so I walked. I, w- I was hanging out with my friend Jose, who who works out with Fear. I don't know if you know what Fear is, Edward. Oh yeah, I know, I know who that is. Okay, so yeah, Michael Trabala, uh, former Dynamo player, created Fear, which is like this work exercise. Like this- yeah, so it's over there by I ten, uh, going into towards Bengal, I think it is, like going towards that area side of town. Like, Already know uh, more than me. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I played that before. I, I played that before. Oh, okay. So yeah. essentially, it's it's a a workout group. It's it's a membership. There's a membership in there, but like it's essentially like aerobics and Zuma, but you use soccer. Yeah. Uh, so um, they 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 do that. They have those uh, soccer programs, like soccer aerobics training programs. Like they have the field in there, and then once that's done, that's when they start uh, playing. Um, you know, indoor. Mm-hmm. Um, the goals are really, really small. It's really fun, though. Uh, the one thing that I was just getting tired of um, is uh, if the player is not over the line, like all four players that are on the field, if they're not over the line, like over the midline, and you score a goal, basically... Oh, that was... Uh, yeah, I remember you telling me about the, this yeah, league. I- that, that's that's the one I was telling you about, and that's that's fear. Cause it's because, because the goals are so small, so the counterattacks 
you really, you can't you can't let, you couldn't use the walls really because the walls were padded. So whenever you would try to use the walls, it wouldn't bounce as hard as it does if it would be hardwood or you know when we play a Swiss. Um, but you know, so at that point, it was just like, well, screw it. Like I'm just gonna try to take it all the way or something. And you could because the field's not that big. And, yeah. So uh, so anyways, going going back, going back, back going back to where we were. Um, yeah. So. My friend Jose was there with some of the people that, that are from Sphere. Um, so I ended up hanging out with them. We went to Pitch 25. So for those of you who don't know, Pitch 25 is a soccer bar that's in downtown Houston, actually right by Minute Maid Park and right by BBVA Stadium, where it's Dynamo play. And it is owned by Houston Dynamo legend Brian Ching. Weird how we full circle moment. We talked about Brian Ching earlier. And here, yeah, we were, we were hanging out at the bar he owns. He owns another bar. I want to go check that one out, but. That'll be a different day. Anyway, so we were hanging out. We went to the game. Watched. I saw. I sat. The, sat with them and watched the game. Um, I bumped into Victor Riza. So we're definitely definitely need to bring him back to bring him back on for an episode. Um, at some point. Uh, but yeah, saw him. Uh, didn't get to see Glenn Davis obviously because he's announcing the game. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> not 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 necessarily going to be an easy thing to do to to bump into that guy. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it was just great. Just great to be. You know, I, I it's not that I was boycotting the Dynamo in any way because I still were watching games on TV. It was just, um, it, it, it's been it's been a hard it's been a hard couple of years since with Matt Jordan that it's been really hard for me to be a Dynamo fan. But um, no, it feels good. I mean, I've stayed loyal to the Dynamo. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it, it's it just feels good to find, just get that that winless streak off the, off their backs. And I mean, are they going to compete for going to the playoffs? No. But I mean, it's just good knowing that Matt Jordan is gone, and apparently it's it's so good that even even the team wants to start winning games again. So, uh, yeah. So I'm just that was just a good win. I'm just happy about it. Uh, just happy in general. We're not the Dynamo aren't where they're going to want to be yet, but we'll see what Ted Siegel has in store as the owner, the new owner of the Houston Dynamo. See who he brings in as GM. Um, see what happens with Tab Ramos. Uh, hopefully they keep him. I mean, he he has one year left on his contract, so maybe. Maybe just let him finish out his last contract. If he ends up having a good season, keep him. If not, I totally understand. But anyways, that word. Yeah. So he's the Dynamo beat at Austin FC. Uh, for, for, for only this game and this game only, fuck you, Matthew McConaughey. But afterwards, we're, we're back to being buddies. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go, I'll go re-listen to you read the book to me. Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey on Audible. Great book. Great book, by the way. <laughs> this is now now you know game's over now we could be we could be friends again so there it is all right our players of the week who's your player of the week all right so my player of the week is actually Memphis Depay because he actually he, again well yeah again that's twice in a row actually yep so he actually scored a hat trick in Netherlands six one win against Turkey. So yeah, he's he's showing up basically. That's why I'm like, okay, you know, this kid, this dude, this dude can actually lead Barcelona to something. And I'm over here thinking it was Griezmann, but you know, Depay, he's he's showing up, man. So uh, I'm, he did really really well in the international in the international games. So yeah, that's why I'm giving him my Player of the Week, Hector. Who's your player of the week? My player of the week. My player of the week. Mm-hmm. 
give me one second. I'm just playing. It is Kareem Benzema. That's right. Everyone's going to pick his Barcelona guy. I'm going to pick my Real Madrid guy. But <laughs> for very good reasons, because he scored a hat trick in Real Madrid's 5-2 to win against Celta Vigo, which is, they're not looking good this season. Um, but you know, but they, they're also one of those teams that uh, gets really annoying to you. So I don't, I don't sleep on that team at all. At all. So, but yeah, no, he, he obviously, you know, Benzema's going to do what Benzema does and, and that is four goals. Yes, sir. I mean, that, that's why you like him. If he wasn't, if he was a UIN, you would not like him. I, I mean, I didn't hate, I didn't hate Iguain. Yeah, but whenever he would have a chance to score goals and he just completely botched it. Yeah, well, I mean, he only did that with, um, he only did that with, uh, Argentina. I don't know why. What? Like, I don't know why it was only with Argentina that he pulled that off. Yeah, some, some guys aren't, aren't meant for the big spotlight, man. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true. I'll give you that one. Yep. So, th- so. That, those are our players of the week. Uh, congratulations to Memphis Depay and Kareem Benzema for being our players Congra- of the week. Yeah. Congrats to those guys. They're, they're, they're good players. I mean, never, uh, I always thought Kareem Benzema is a, is a good, good player, like a good striker. You know, maybe he wants to do the dual citizenship of uh, being in the U.S. and he might be the number nine. Uh, but uh, moving on, that uh, Hector, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, what is going on with what? Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Games are coming up this weekend, right? Of course, that's what you're talking about, Edward. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. This is completely scripted, guys. Fooled you. Anyways, so yeah, we do have some games to look forward to this weekend. Um, obviously, no more international friendlies. People that hate on the international friendly. I mean, obviously, we've been away from the that international uh, international break, uh, but uh, unfortunately, there will be there won't be any NWSL action this weekend. Let me double check. Sometimes the internet likes to play with me. Um, but from what I looked, there wasn't. Uh, let's see, let's see games this weekend. Also, shout out to Tobin Heath. She's going. She's playing for Arsenal now. So. She's a she's a gunner. I'm happy. She's a gunner. Oh, I know you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, she good. She good. Yeah. So yeah, no no NWSL action this weekend, unfortunately. But yeah, get ready, getting them ready for the playoff. I think they have actually. I think women the the women have their international break actually. So that's that's exactly why it's happening. Um, but yeah, so. For the MLS, I have Real Salt Lake versus Seattle, two teams that are currently in the playoff uh, spots. So definitely want to see how those teams look. Um, two teams that look also pretty good are the Colorado Rapids and the Vancouver Whitecaps. Um, see, you know, that matchup, I think it's going to be... Colorado looks really good this season. Not not like I don't think they're going to win the MLS Cup, but they could surprise somebody. So those are the two games that I think people should be looking out at for the MLS. In Liga MX, we have Toluca versus America. Can America get the revenge against Toluca after last year's freaking shellacking that they got uh, against Toluca? And we have 
what's his what's his what's his rivalry called? Uh, Tigres versus Monterrey. Tigres versus Monterrey. Isn't that the Nuevo León rivalry? What? Is that what it's called? Yeah, because they're both coming from the same. Clásico de Rio Montano. There you go, that one. You said Nuevo León. I'm all tripping. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so Tigres versus Monterrey, the two teams that are from Monterrey. Um, don't let the, don't let the Tigres name fool you, but they're both located yeah. in, the, in the Monterrey area. Um, never disappoints. It's usually the two, two of the better teams in Liga MX facing off against each other. You got what? Funes Mori in, in Monterrey and Tigres has Gignac and, and Tavin. Yeah, so. and, yeah, I was about to say, they actually got that Tavin kid. That dude, that dude was playing. So uh, on Saturday, I think so, Saturday or Sunday. Let's see what Dalvin does in his first in his first uh classical. So mm-hmm. so definitely keep your eyes out on that game. Uh in League Un, we have Marcial versus Stadid Reina uh Not necessarily like a, a not a big game, but I mean for Marcial, obviously they want to keep their form going. And the other game is PSG versus Leon. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Bundesliga, I have Wolfsburg versus Eintracht Frankfurt and Mainz versus Freiburg. They're actually don't look too bad right now. So, so. I mean, I like it that the fact that there's two, they're two, they're four teams basically that are not like on the power up top. So these could come as surprising matches, you know. The, the, like Bundesliga, like all these leagues have like some really good teams. Like there is, there's more, there's more than just the big teams, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Serie A, you have Juventus versus AC Milan, right? And Venezia versus Spezia. And I'm always gonna pick Venezia. Whenever I get a chance to pick Venezia, I'm gonna take it because obviously, if you're a U.S. men's national team fan, you want to see how Tenor Testman and um, Fuck, what's his name? <laughs> uh, Busio, Gianluca Busio. How those two are going to look. There's another American player. I just don't remember his name. There's another one that plays for Venezia now. Let's see. EC, yeah. Let's see who, who they have now. I know they have somebody. Uh, they, got, they, got, they got another MLS player. American. I see him. I'm gonna know. I'm gonna hate myself. Jack DeVries. Jack DeVries. That's that's who I was thinking of. But yeah. So whenever I get to, yeah, definitely whenever I get a chance, I always highlight Vinicius because who knows if they're gonna still be in the Serie A at the end of the season. So, so there's that. Uh, in La Liga, I have Real Sociedad versus Sevilla, and Valencia versus Real Madrid. Yeah, I wonder who you're going on that one. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Stop being a hater. Nah, I ain't hating. My player of the game is freaking Memphis Depay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, English in the English Premier League, I got Aston Villa versus Everton. Um, I mean, two teams where you know where essentially they'll be in the in the standings, but you know, Aston Villa is looking really good. Um, surprisingly, uh, Everton, I haven't really been able to keep an eye on them. So I haven't, I don't really know how they're really looking right now. 
And then the other game is another London derby, Tottenham versus Chelsea. That one's gonna be good. So, yep. Those are the games to look keep an eye out for. I think they're gonna be very good. Um no promises though. No promises. But those are the games <laughs> that the games that have caught my eye. All right, Edward. So we're gonna go ahead and take one more break and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we are back. All right, Edward, three up, three down. And kind of to give a shout out to the guys at 4th and 4, our three up, three down consists of football season. That is right, the American football season. For those of you who are not from the States, uh, American football, obviously the NFL season has kicked off. College football is also going on. What also shout out to USC for firing Clay Helton. Thank God um, that happened because that guy sucks as a coach. Just so relieved. Anyways, because <laughs> um, that happened just now, but not just now, but it's been out. It happened today and I was very happy. Like it's not as Matt Jordan getting fired happy, but it's still pretty good. It's like, it, I'm, I'm still so, very, still it's, there. it's relieving that, that Clay Helton got fired. And I know once again, this is a Ben's job. I don't care. They chose, they chose that career path. They know what happens when you don't perform in that, in that career path. You get fired. So you're fired. Anyways. So once again, you guys know that I'm, I'm doing kind of like, I'm the Rob Riggle to fourth and four. Uh, maybe like, I guess if I'm not working on Sunday, maybe I can, I can make an appearance, uh, in there as well. I don't know. Who knows? Anyways, but because it's football season, our three up, three down consists of, Things that involve football season. So it doesn't necessarily have to be specifically the NFL, but you know, it's, it, it all comes in with football season. So, um, Edward, do you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So for my three down, I have the commentary pairing of Troy Eggman and Joe Buck. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know about that pairing, they are the pairing for, uh, Fox's, uh, Primetime team. They usually, if it's a, if Fox hosts the, if if Fox is the channel that has a Super Bowl, it's probably going to be Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Um, not because of Joe Buck. A lot of people do hate Joe Buck, but I'm not one of those people that hates Joe Buck. I'm not a fan of Troy Aikman. <laughs> um, so oh, uh, it's not because he's a cowboy. None of that. It's just uh, last thing Joe Buck needs to be doing is stroking Troy Aikman's ego. Um, it's it's just it's 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 just yeah. There's there's better pairings, um, so they're definitely in my bottom three of commentary pairings when it comes to football. But um, but they're definitely also on my three down. Um, and number two, I have being a Texans fan because right now it's not not the best not the best time to be a Texans fan. Um, you know, with all the craziness and the fact that basically the owner of the Houston Texans is entrusting everything on this franchise to a, a preacher. So. 
Which, which, by the way, this is the that's the most Texas sounding thing in my life. You know, <laughs> it, it is <laughs> some rich billionaire, rich billionaire son that took over the team, that, that took ownership of the team. You know, he, he 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 went to he went to go get his football knowledge done from a pastor. So, if that ain't Texas, I don't know what is. And so, but yeah, right. so, so the Texans are are definitely not. It's not something fans are excited about in Houston when it comes to sports. Um, maybe I'm more excited being a Dynamo fan than it is a Texans fan right now. <laughs> so, so there's that, and then obviously the, the whole Deshaun, the whole Deshaun Watson ordeal as well doesn't help. But, um, but yeah. So number two is being a Texans fan, and number one is uh, awkward promos that we're going to hear from some of these commentary teams in the NFL. Um, which, uh, yeah. yeah, so Edward, if, if, if you didn't know about this, um, during the, te- well, cause I was watching the Texans game during the Texans game, they made a promo for obviously cause Paramount plus is that's, that's the, that's the CBS, right? Yeah. Yeah. Paramount, Par- plus. Paramount plus, um, obviously has the rights to Syria, NWSL, the UEFA Champions League and the CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. Um, you had, which, I feel like if you're a sports commentator, like I get that you're just football, but I feel like if you're a commentator, you do your homework. Like, you know, you like you you study up, you look at these rosters, you make sure you pronounce these players' names correctly, correct? Right. So I would imagine that if you get a promo, like promo ads and ad reads, you would be reading it to make sure you know what you're saying so you don't sound like a bumbling idiot. But apparently I'm wrong because this guy essentially butchered the Serie A, the UEFA Champions League, the NWSL. He actually had more letters to the NWSL. Um, <laughs> couldn't pronounce CONCACAF. Um, yeah, that's so, that pretty bad. I think as if you're, if you're an, a, a commentator, you're supposed to at least do your due diligence and do your homework. It was a big yikes. But anyways, uh, Spencer, go ahead and play the clip right now. Hopefully, if you're not hearing this, then that's because I guess we couldn't we we couldn't do it. But anyways, yeah. So very awkward. But yeah. So my three my three down is the commentary pairing of Troy Eggman and Joe Buck being a Texans fan, and uh, the awkward promos that we'll be hearing from these uh, football announcing teams. Hey, want to remind you, Paramount Plus is the home of the world's game. Streaming more than 2,000 soccer matches live, including Syria. UFA Champions League, then the NWSL, and the Edward? Yeah. What is that? I mean... Help me! I just... Help me! I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around that. That weird... Yufa Konkakafa. Ah. Syria ah. Yeah, I was like, Syria ah. It sounds like, it sounds like he was hacking something. He was like, Syria ah. Syria ah. Like if he like he choked on water or something while he was doing that, that's why I was like, Ooh. I'm still trying to get my hand my my 
it's not hard to read, so I, I don't know. Why. And once again, it's your job to to make sure you pronounce people's names right. I think you would also make sure you to, to pronounce leagues right. Oh yeah, bro. It it, it is. It is. So, all right. So your that's your three down. Yep. All right. So here we go. My three down is number three is <laughs> I hate to say it, um, but wishy washy fans. Like doesn't matter what team it is and normally like, you know, Houston Texans, I'll go for Houston Texans. Um but I just I hate hate those fans that are like, Yeah, there's um Houston Texans or Dallas Cowboys or whatever. Until the end of the season or whatever, and then next thing you know, like they're having such a bad, rough start. Then all of a sudden, the fans just start jumping over to some other teams, and you're like, "Weren't you going for the Texans?" Nah, man, fuck them hoes. Like they, they, they suck. They do this. They, they basically start talking so much shit, and I'm like, "Dude, you were literally going for them at the beginning." Like I don't know what's going on. Like three games, four games in, you're already, uh, or you just jumped off to a whole another level, like someone else. It's like, uh, I don't know. It just kind of seems... That's just... Uh, I don't know. That's just fucked up. Because I, I would think, like, you know, you're going for your hometown out of all things. Next thing you know, it's like you're going for somewhere else because just because your hometown's not doing so. You know? I, I hate fans like that. Like, it just it doesn't... It doesn't really compute. I've, I've been... I've been there where, like, what? With the Manchester United and I got to like Liverpool. But I'm still Manchester United, you know? So I'm just, it's kind of weird to see that, to see it in football more specifically. Because mm-hmm. I would think like football fans are more ride or die kind of people, you know? Since they're, it's actually here localized in America. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I've seen that happen. And it's, that's my number three. It's like a pet peeve of mine. It's kind of weird. Because I'm like, oh, you know, like you're going for this team at the beginning, and next thing you know, it's like I see them completely with a different jersey, different hat, and stuff, and I'm just like, oh crap! I was like, that team must be doing horrible, and so that's why you changed. Oh um, yeah, those are definitely the worst fans. Or like, you know, like I get it that you know sometimes it's hard to be rooting for a team that's not good, but like that's that's what comes with being a fan. It's like mm-hmm. that's the team you ride and die with. I mean, like. I remember people used to call me a bandwagon fan for being a Lakers fan. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm still a fan even when they were losing. Like, you know, after Kobe left and you had to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, with the, with the Clarksons and the Lonzo Balls, like before, you know, LeBron came, you know, like I was still a Lakers fan. Like I wasn't, I didn't hop the bandwagon or anything. I mean, people exactly. were like, people thought I was, I was becoming a Rockets fan because of all the Rockets gear, but I was like, I work for the Rockets. So. Like, <laughs> That's why I like, I don't, you don't see me wearing this outside of work. Like I'm, I never, like I, I hardly ever wore anything rockets outside of work except for, so I do have some rocket shorts. Like they're actually like practice shorts, but I use them to sleep with because I like sleeping with, with uh, basketball shorts. So that's the only thing I will say that I do wear that's rockets related <laughs> outside of work. Ladies, but if you guys are li- ladies. If you ladies are listening, there you go. Hector like sleep, sleep in basketball shorts. Yeah, what a great image of that. Anyways, <laughs> but yeah, so no, that's how they get it, man. Like if you're gonna, like freaking, 
like how, how many Astros uh, fans out of nowhere came out came out of nowhere? Oh yeah. So I mean, like, it, yeah, I totally get you. Like, wishy washy fans just in general suck, but yeah, in football, people turn real quick. <laughs> oh yeah, real quick. So that's my number three. My number two. Okay, it's the long. Okay, I, I hate to say this, but I guess maybe because I'm not like a big football fan when it comes to this, but like the like the long games, I guess. Whenever they're they end up in a tie, and it's like the they keep, when, when they, they keep tie. Playing. No, like uh, whenever they would go into like uh, extra inning or extra inning. I'm tripping. Uh, whenever they would go into like where they're trying to do field goals and they would end up in a tie. So then they would do like a whole extra after the fourth, after the fourth quarter, you know, overtime. Oh, okay. Oh, so if a game is like really bad and it goes to overtime because of how bad the teams are both playing. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, the, okay. like when, whenever it's a bad, like whenever it's like, oh, hey, it's like the score's like, you know, 21 to 21 and it's still going, you know, I, I, that's pretty cool. But it was like, oh, hey, they've only done like, Three field goals each because they can't, and then it goes into overtime for that. I'm just like, I don't want to watch this shit anymore because I'm like, if nobody's actually scoring a touchdown, what's the point? It's just nothing but field goals. I'm like, and it just, uh, it's just whenever it's, yeah, like, it, just, it, it, it like drags out. It just, game. oh, it just, it just drags it just out, drags out so much, and I'm just like, oh, please stop. So I'm just like, no, can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. Okay, I get that. So, yeah, that's my number two. And then my number one. And I just, uh, I guess you say, um, it cuts, it cuts into my, 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 uh, I guess you could say, well, no, it actually doesn't. Um, I'm, I was going to say, like, cuts into my book, but most of my shit is on, like, Netflix and Hulu and shit. So I don't even watch regular TV. Um, but I guess you could say, honestly, my number one thing on this is, it's like how, I guess you could say how fans slander the players, like, or how, how the media perceives certain players, you know, like if they mess up, you know, there's always next time, but no, it's like they did it. They just let them have it. I mean, I don't know why, but I feel like it's more ruthless when it comes to a football player here in America than when they do like like MLS players or anything like that. Like I feel like it's more ruthless. Like they're they go for the jugular instead of like, oh, you know, like, well, there's always gonna be next game or this or that or even 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 in it's kinda like in the NBA, same thing. It's like I guess maybe because it's a big sport, that's when they go like talk shit, tell much shit, and it comes from like the fans, comes from the media like, oh, hey, you know, they ended up, you know, fucking up this one play, so then they lost the ball, and then now they ended up getting touchdown uh, based on that turnover, and then they blame that one player. I don't know why, maybe it's because I I want to say like maybe in soccer it's kind of like, you, you know when they suck, you know, they, they don't really put them out to dry like that but I think in American football and NBA like they they literally will, they'll say hey this guy here is the reason why we lost like they'll just plain and simple say it you know 
and that that comes from the media and that comes from the fans and that's one thing where I'm just like I, I mean maybe that's just me where I'm just like why why put the blame on the whole thing like on that one dude yeah he fucked up but I was like it's not gonna be like he can't make it up again dude. I'm pretty sure if anything the coach is not gonna start him I'm like let's just move on no people still tend to live in the past for some reason I have no idea why it happens a lot with football because I'm telling you I'm dealing with people at work that still do the same exact thing. Like they're still living. Hey, what's up with that? Uh, 13 and one. They're like, Oh, come on, man. Like, really? That's not going to happen this year or whatever. I'm like, this shit happened. Like, I don't know how many years ago, you know? So I was just like, um, it's it, it just kind of, I don't know, I guess not the trash talking, but like just blaming like that one single player. Like, um, for example, okay, here we go. Um, with mass job, you know how people were like sending the death threats and shit to him and basically like going to his home and then just bunging the crap out of him, bro. Like that just, that's not cool at all. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing I hate, like for fans to debase themselves like that, you know, like it's, it's a game. I understand some people put money on it, but I mean, it doesn't give you the right to go to somebody's house and be like, hey, I'm going to go ahead, put a death throw, a death note on your door or like, I'm going to talk so much shit to you. Like, we're going to freaking be around your house and throw shit in your yard. And I was like, no, like, that's just, come on, dude. Like, give the guy a break. He tried, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my number one. Whenever they fuck with the personal life of like the football player, no, yeah, for sure, yeah. So I think that's like sports in general, but yeah, I think it's just because of how the popularity of football, like, it, it, yeah, it definitely gets a little bit more because of all the covers that it gets. Yeah, all the clout. Yeah, you're right, but fuck, I hate that. But those are my top, or those are my bottom three. Sorry. Okay. What's your uh, top three? Let's move on to happier notes. All right. So for my three up, I gotta start with. This is it's not it's, okay. This shows a little bit about my my preference with the beverages, but I do like the custom beer cans that comes in with football season. Okay. I, th- I don't know. I think it's a little exciting. I'm like, oh, look, a, a Texan beer ca- a beer can. Like, a little extra beer, beer con. Beer con. But yeah, a Texas beer can. Um, or when I was living in North Carolina, it was the Carolina Panthers beer can. But um, mm. no, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's like, it's uh, it's, it's football season. We're bracing in football season. So yeah, you know, you got to get my Bud Light with the with my team's logo on it and everything or, or the ones with the NFL logo on it or, you know, this is something to get excited about right it just makes you, the whole football's back like that's that's the thrill so that's why so i have number three it's just the cuz it's, it's like it's like pumpkin spice lattes you know it's only it's only gonna be here for for a little while yeah exactly um number two is chris collinsworth slide-ins so edward i, I know you're not familiar with with sunday night football on, on nbc but uh on sunday night football al michael you know you got al michaels like does a little intro, introduction to the game, you know, before the game starts. And then you have, and then as soon as they, they move the camera a little bit away from Al Michaels and then like, all right, Chris calls for, and he just slides in and, and just, it's, it's always just, just chef's kiss every time. So 
always look for. I always make sure I, I like it's on NBC before the game starts, so I can see Chris Collinsworth slide in. Okay, so it's one of my favorite things about about Sunday night football. But it is not my favorite thing about Sunday night football because my number one is Carrie Underwood singing whatever the the intro will be for Sunday night football. <laughs> <laughs> I get pumped. I get amped. You know, it's, oh, Sunday night. Like, it's just, it's just everything about it. It gets me thrilled. It gets me excited. And then obviously the, the icing on the cake is Chris Collinsworth sliding in. So it's, it's the best thing to happen for me. That's the best part about football season is just knowing Carrie. And before Carrie Underwood, it was actually Faith Hill. Faith Hill. Yeah. So yeah. So, and now, now it's Carrie Underwood. So great person to, to, to rate a place for. And I, and yeah, I'm a big Carrie Underwood fan. Everybody knows that. Um, but yeah, so my three up is custom beer cans, Chris Collinsworth slide ins, and Carrie Underwood. Crazy how all three are start with a C. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't so, notice that. Edward, what's your what's your three up? My three up is actually um, my three up. Okay, so my number three. Is actually the bobbleheads number three, the bobbleheads, the football bobbleheads that they release. Some of them are like certain uh, limited edition kind of stuff. Um, some some of them are like um, how do I say? I guess you could say like me personally. I think I have one football pop, but I actually like seeing those like in the stores. Um, when they have like the limited editions, like whether it's like the third jersey that they have on or the second jersey, um, I have a JJ J, uh, J. Watt, and then um, I think that's it. I did, however, did want to get a Tom Brady Patriots one. I do have a Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, so I mean, I, I like I like those. Like I, I collect them. So when I see the football ones or you know the soccer ones, some of them you know they they look pretty cool. Um, but the football ones always look pretty cool. I don't know why. Maybe it's because of the helmet, of the design and everything they show, like the padding and stuff like that. But yeah, like the bubbleheads are also pretty cool too. But yeah, that's my number three. My number two is the food when it comes to football season. It's like nachos, like the stadium food, like nachos, hot dogs, burgers. And then especially like when you do like the... If you go to like the the Reliance Stadium parking lot, like those tailgates, they have like drinks and then barbecue, bro. Like, how can you go wrong with that? Like, you can't go wrong with that food. Yeah, you you, you definitely can't go wrong with a good tailgate. Exactly, and that, that's that's one thing where I'm always like so excited for. It's like the food. Whenever they're like, "Hey, let's go watch a game," I'm like, "Okay." Like, you know, like, let, let, let's go watch a game. But I'm like, is there going to be food? That's always my reaction. Like, is, is there going to be food? Like, Oh, man. Especially like, for the Super Bowl. Like, when going to a Super Bowl party and just knowing, like, there's just going to be an array of just, like, snacks. Someone's going to be, you know, either grilling something or they get some pizza and wings. But, like, a, just a bunch of chips. Maybe some cookies. Like, uh, a lot of beer, you know. It's just, it, yeah. Like I, I, I think I'm like the most. The part I get more excited about football season, knowing the Super Bowl party that's coming. 
at the end of the season, like this, just going to the Super Bowl party and just knowing that the, like <clears throat> I do contribute to the to, to the party. I do bring I bring a case of beer. That's that, that's my thing. All right, but yeah, I love like yeah the the food for. Yeah, like, I mean, I like going to someone's house to go watch some football. Like, yeah, we, you know, we're going to eat some wings, eat some, you know, get some chips and salsa, you know, that's great and all. But it's like, like, it, I think if, if, if I was ever, if I ever went to jail and I had, then I got the death penalty, like, what's your last meal? I want, I want a Super Bowl party. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's my last meal. I want, I want a Super Bowl party. <laughs> that would be your last meal. You want yeah. a Super Bowl party. I just want a Super Bowl party. All right. It's pretty cool, and then I can see that, especially with the barbecuing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So me, uh, and my number one is actually the the Super Bowl commercials. Whenever they bring new stuff out, like movies, when it comes to drinks, food, like the Super Bowl always has like the funniest commercials to me. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's that's really the I I, I love that when uh, especially you and me being office nerds to have a uh, John Krasinski doing the, the smart pack. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um. Then you had uh. What's what, uh, what's his name? I know he plays Toby, but I'm trying to remember the actor's name. Uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I think it's Paul. Paul something. Toby Lenderson. Uh, Paul Flabenstein or something like that. Flabberstein. Uh, Paul Liberstein. Paul Liberstein. Liberstein. Yeah. There we go. That one. Yeah, Paul Liberstein. Um, and then who who was the... There was one... Uh, was it... Dang, there, there was a cast member that had that was also that day. Super cool commercial. Uh, yeah. The, let me see. Who was it? Oh, yeah. Uh, Stanley. Oh, was it Stanley? He did a Cheerios commercial. No way. I think Brian. Oh, and then Kevin did a. Did a chili commercial. I kind of figured that would happen. Snap pack. Oh no! Okay, so so that Super Bowl was John Krasinski doing the Smart pack. You had a uh, um, Rain Wilson doing the Little Caesars uh, commercial, and then you had and then you had a uh, Toby uh, Paul Lieberstein doing. Um, I, I don't really know what the commercial was to be honest, but. But yeah, like I get, I, I don't know. But yeah, that that's what it was. It was Paul Lieberstein, uh, Rain Wilson, and and John Krasinski for one Super Bowl. They both, they all three of them were in a commercial for that one Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, good times, good times. Yeah, no commercials are definitely fun. Um, Any, anything, anything with dogs, like with anything with puppies or something, it's always pretty fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, they 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 go all out for Super Bowl for sure. For sure. Yes, sir. So those yeah. are my top three for that one. But it, wait, were you about to say something? No, I was out. Yeah, no. You go ahead and wrap it up. 
No, I was, I was saying, I was like, that's usually my top three. Like, basically, but not number one is always like the commercials, bro. No, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good pick. All right. So there's our three up, three down. Obviously, Spencer did not send me his three up, three down. Um, but yeah, there you go. So that's the show, man. I want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can follow them on their website, www.bellyupsports.com. Um, you can see all the great articles that these guys have written. Also see all the podcasts they're a part of, all the great partners that they are a part of. Um, and also, you know, obviously they'll take you directly to all their social media platforms. So make sure you guys follow Belly Up um, because they are a great partner of ours. And uh, but once again, we can't wait. We can't wait to see what our partnership is going to involve with these guys. Um, and shout out to Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up. So obviously the Unhinged uh, Sports Network is now the Unhinged Radio uh, with our partnership with Belly Up. Um, so you can follow them on Twitter at Radio Unhinged so you'd be no- notified when we're live on Unhinged Radio as well as all the other great Unhinged programs and some of Belly Up's great podcasts as well. So make sure you guys follow Radio Unhinged so you go ahead and check out all the great podcasts that are there. Also, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company ANG Graphics with an X for the creation of the Insert Name FC logo. We love our logo. It's the best thing to have ever happened. Kelsey loves our logo. Um, Unhinged loves our logo. Uh, still, still have not gotten confirmation from Belly Up, but I sure, I'm sure they love our logo too. Um, but yeah, she is the one that created our logo. Um, if you guys need a logo done for yourself, well, we recommend Alejandra. So you can go ahead and follow her on Instagram at a dot g dot graphics with an x once again it's at a dot g dot graphics with an x hit her up and she'll take good care of you okay not today or <laughs> i mean no I'll keep it to myself i'll tell you for next time okay you're gonna keep keep it subtle all right yeah. and of course shout out to our guy our everything Roosevelt Spencer, our producer of the show. Obviously, you guys hear our intros, our outros. This man does it all for us. He is the best thing since sliced bread, in my belief. Um, great friend, great brother, uh, even better producer. Um, if you guys like our beats and you like, uh, like you know, our intro and outro, well, you know, what are you waiting for, man? You need it. Obviously you need it. You have a podcast or you have something going on for yourself and you need a little bit of, little bit of, of flavor added to what you have. Well, hit up our friend Spencer. Spencer will go ahead and, and give you a really cool beat. And he is the ultimate professional, ultimate, ultimate professional. So professional that we have named our player of the year award after him. That is correct. The player of the year award is the Roosevelt Spencer's player of the year award. Yes, sir. Oh. He is a he, he's he's a badass dude. Yeah. So follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope, and he'll take good care of you because he takes great care of us. Um, but yeah, so we love our beats. Obviously, if you guys are trying to create a podcast, or you're trying to anything that just involves some sort that that a beat would definitely help for. Um, maybe you're trying to rap, you know. Have Spencer help you out, especially for the podcasting side, because let's face it, man. If you're trying to start a podcast, the last thing you want to be doing is taking someone's music and put it on 
and then deal with copyright issues when you're barely making any money as it is. So have our friend Spencer hook you up with a beat so you don't have to deal with copyright issues and you now have an authentic original beat and people think of your podcast when they hear it. So Exactly. As soon as it starts to when it ends. Exactly. So once again, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. So that is the show. Uh, episode 54 is, is done and catch us next week for episode 55. All right. Take care guys.